Well, there is a new form of online gambling taking off in popularity, a never-ending stream of betting available at your computer 24 hours a day, making it very easy to learn and easy to win. But there's a flip side to all of this. This type of gambling is so accessible, addiction experts say it is especially dangerous. Gambling addiction is not a failure of will. It is a brain disorder which is preyed upon by the gambling industry. Hi, I'm Sam Breakgear and welcome to Brains Bite Back. The podcast looking at the overlap between psychology and modern technology. Addiction of any form can be a hard demon to battle with, but it is made even more difficult when amoral companies use tactics to prey on those struggling with addiction. This is best demonstrated in the murky world of online gambling. In this episode of the podcast, we will take a look at the insidious psychological tactics used by some online casinos to keep addicts playing, and we'll also explore what happens in the brain when an addict engages in gambling. Joining me on the podcast to better understand the types of tactics used by these online casinos is a former online casino employee and the social media and community manager of Casino Guru, a company that provides honest information about online gambling, Daniel Dolesci. In addition to Daniel, I'm also joined by a clinical psychologist who served as the director of the addiction service line for a psychiatric hospital in Chicago to discuss the psychological and physiological pathways that lead to gambling addictions, Dr. Aaron Weiner. Disclosure, this episode includes a client of an Espacio portfolio company. This episode is brought to you by Publicize, a digital PR company that grows businesses' online presence. And for a limited time only, exclusive to Brains Bite Back listeners, you can receive an SEO assessment as part of your package for any tier of service at no extra charge with this special promotion. To find out more, visit publicize.co slash BBB. Daniel, could you please tell us uh, who you are and what you do for Casino Gurus, please? So my name is Daniel Dolishi. I work for Casino Guru as a social media and community manager. Even though the website is named Casino Guru, we're not a casino, but we're focused on creating honest online casino reviews. And we currently have almost, I believe, 3,000 casinos in our database, which is one of the biggest databases in the world. So that's just about Casino Guru. But back in 2015, I moved to Malta and I started my career in online gambling. I worked for Casino Las Vegas, which is, I believe, still one of the biggest online casinos based in Malta. And in 2019, I moved back to the Czech Republic, where I come from, and I started working with Casino Guru. Yeah, I'm responsible for development of a gambling community forum, uh, social media channels, and I also lead a team that provides our newsletters, subscribers with relevant information from the gambling industry. So that's what I do. Cool. Thank you so much. I'm curious to know, actually, it's just come to mind, like, how did uh, Casino Guru start? Like, what was the motivation to start it? Yeah, three years ago, when uh, there were two young guys, and they are IT guys, they had nothing to do with online gambling, the gambling industry. But uh, they started working with a company from Austria, I believe, and the company developed uh, games for online casinos. So that's how it started. And so they just got into the business and they saw the potential. Uh, they could see that there are many casinos, but many of them aren't so good. Many of them aren't fair. 
many of them are dishonest and they just decided that they could do something about it that they could start making honest reviews and that's the goal until now uh, we still have the same goal we just want to improve the environment if i can call it this way i think that's a really honorable mission to try and set out to make this industry uh, a bit more fair and a bit more regulated and um today's topic we're going to look at the common psychological tactics used by online casinos and this is the subject which really interests me because i remember learning about it in my degree when i first found out about it i thought it was incredible the fact that many casinos have like tactics for example like they don't have clocks up anywhere so you can never tell the time they don't have windows mm -hmm. so you never know if it's day or night they've got lots of sounds going off so it sounds like lots of actions happening and people are winning and um usually you get like free drinks while you're playing which is obviously quite a smart mm -hmm. decision on behalf of the casinos and i just think it's it's like really incredible and i'm not sure if i'm remembering this correctly but there's a psychologist uh bf skinner that um focus on conditioning and um i believe it was operant conditioning where like you learn by reward and i think he actually worked with casinos and made a lot of money um by working with them to kind of to get the most out of people playing in casinos i'm not sure if that's true that's just off the top of my head something that i've remembered uh, i should have fact checked that beforehand but um nonetheless it's definitely interesting and for sure i'm pretty sure casinos have brought in psychologists to get the most out of the people that come into these casinos but i would love to start by asking you if you're able to give some examples of common psychological tactics used by online casinos to encourage players to start playing or to play more all right uh the first one that comes to my mind is that casinos sometimes create promotions that give you the feeling that you can win easily but in fact you need to spend a lot of money in order to be on the top of the ladder and get the main prize for example a trip to las vegas in fact to be on the top of the ladder you need to spend even more money than you would spend actually getting to las vegas for a few days so my recommendation is always read the terms and conditions and that applies to promotions as well. Just always read the terms and conditions because that can be very tricky. The next thing I was thinking about is something I see quite often online on different banners and websites. And I'm talking about stories about successful players, uh, people who live a great life thanks to casinos. And it makes you think that you can do the same and that a casino is the solution for your miserable life. but that's not true you must be really lucky to win in a casino and simply said most of people are unlucky and they lose and that's how it is so the story is about people winning jackpots yes it happens but most of people lose and that's why one of them can actually win the jackpot and the next tactic i noticed is similar to the successful stories but it's publishing fake strategies convincing players that they can influence the outcome of the game. And there's a very famous roulette strategy called Martingale or Martingale, however you want to call it. But simply said, the strategy doesn't work and everyone's going to lose everything at some point. But there are still thousands of websites and emails redirecting to these websites, trying to convince you that you just discovered a secret about how to be the casino so please if you get any of these emails or banners telling you this secret and 
promising you your own Maserati, uh, just ignore it. It's scam. It doesn't work. Yeah. And I suppose that phrase comes to mind. Uh, the house always wins, which I'm sure you've heard many, many times before. Yeah, it's one of those yeah, occasions. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, on top of that, one thing which came to mind when you mentioned about how they showcase people that have won large jackpots and how they put them in the mm -hmm. spotlight, that comes uh, back to something which uh, is called like survivorship bias, I think, in psychology, which is essentially where you just see the success of one person. You don't obviously um, consider all the other people that have been unsuccessful and therefore you just have that focus on the success and you, you see like failure is less likely because you're so focused and consumed on the success of that one individual. So I can yeah. see how like that plays into it there for sure. Um, yeah. So continuing on from that, like in your opinion, what practices used by online casinos are particularly damaging and should be avoided? I mean, I know you've mentioned a few, but would you be able to give a few more tactics that bad online casinos would use to keep people playing? Yeah. The first tactic is very simple, and it's sending promotions to self-excluded players. If the player decides to leave for any reason, you should let them go. Maybe the player has some gambling or financial issues, and getting them back to the casino could cause even more damage. So don't send promotions to self-excluded players. Just let them go. That's the first thing I've, I've noticed in past. I mean, the second, the second issue is very connected to this one, and it's offering bonuses to players asking for self-exclusions. So some casinos require players to contact their support team to self-exclude. And we've seen cases in which casinos started offering the players bonuses to keep them playing instead of excluding them from playing. While it's true that some players may want to self-exclude for I'd say non-addiction related reasons, but for the group of players who are worried about their well-being or about their possible addiction, this can be extremely dangerous. So that's another practice. I can mention one more or at least one more, and it doesn't sound too bad, but I would call it unreasonably low withdrawal limits. Just to explain it, some casinos have extremely low withdrawal limits, which means it can take a very long time for players to withdraw bigger winnings. Combine that with an option to cancel the withdrawal and start playing with the money again. And you get a great recipe for players losing the money. They've won. We've seen cases, and I, I remember a few cases, where players lost hundreds of thousands of dollars because of this. Just imagine you win $50,000 or euro or any currency, think about the limit of $1,000 uh, $1, per week. It will take you a year to withdraw all the money. The casino hopes that the player will eventually lose the money before they manage to withdraw them. So that's another practice that's actually dangerous and we are focused on it in Casino Guru and we always try to inform the players about the withdrawal limits because potentially it can be very important for them. There's a big difference between a withdrawal limit of $1,000 per month or per week or ten dollars or $15,000 per month or per week. Yeah, I never yeah. would have thought about that. Yeah, yeah, that's something that I just wouldn't have even considered an issue. I mean, the issue that you, you first mentioned, sending uh, bonuses promotions. or 
yeah, yeah. promotions to those which have self-withdrawn. That is very evil. That is like really bad. But it doesn't surprise me that it comes from some of the worst uh, and the most insidious like or online yeah. casino groups. But at the same time, I never would have thought about the limited withdrawal. Maybe, yeah. may, maybe I can mention one more tactic and maybe yeah. two more. I would call it bad implementation of tools related to responsible gambling because uh, that's quite connected to the self-exclusion and promotions we talked about. And we took a closer look at the tools quite recently and we were shocked how some casinos deal with players who are potentially addicted to gambling and they wish to limit their gambling. I actually did some tests on my own. Just imagine you feel like you lost way too much. You want to self-exclude yourself for some period of time. So you click on the menu, on the responsible gambling button, and then you suddenly get a message saying that you need to send them an email. So, okay, I started uh, typing the email. I said, hi, casino, please close my account permanently. I have some gambling issues. And I got a reply on the next day. And they said that, unfortunately, they can't close my account permanently. They can close it only for a week. <laughs> and if I want to close it permanently, I need to send an email to another email address. Uh, but I need to attach uh, the picture of my ID, the picture proving my address and uh, address of residence and other pictures uh, as well. So I was quite surprised. So I just sent the email uh, to the other email address. I said again that I have some gambling issues. I, I wish to close my account permanently. Uh, and they never replied. And my account was reopened after a week so I could play again. So of course, that shouldn't happen. And when you see a casino that implemented a lot of responsible gambling tools, it's a good sign. It's telling you that the casino is more interested in a long-term players who will come back over and over again instead of damaging someone's life quickly and getting his money which can eventually damage the casino's reputation and and it will i'm sure about it mm, for sure and to be honest it's one of those things at the end of the day this this is all supposed to be a, a, about fun i mean obviously you you win some money that's fantastic and you lose some money that obviously sucks but at the same time it should never be a case of like your whole life is on the line and especially because of like uh, addiction and like you said the ones which do so and they genuinely care about their their clientele they're the ones that are going to stick around and the ones which just want to make a quick buck well yeah like you said their reputation is going to go down and they're not going to be there for long yeah yeah That's sad so i also was thinking and this is another topic that i'd love to touch on i think i remember hearing that the lottery the highest number of people that play the lottery are those from lower income backgrounds i'm not entirely sure i don't have a source for this but i think i remember hearing that like um there is a correlation between like income and um, playing the lottery and i think the idea is the fact that people that play the lottery have this idea that it will free them from their economic burdens the heavier their economic burdens are the more likely they are to play and i know that in the uk there are more betting shops in lower income communities than there are in higher income communities. So it's obvious that like with economic constraint, there's a higher likeliness for gambling, it would appear. And I'd be interested to know that like during these tough economic times and these quarantine conditions where people are stuck indoors, 
Have you seen a change in user behavior since the COVID-19 outbreak for like online casinos? Yes, we did see a change. Uh, we've definitely noticed an increase in traffic to the Casino Guru website when more and more countries started introducing lockdown measures. We noticed the highest increase of visitors in the free game section where visitors can just play casino games for free. They don't need to spend any money, but at the same time, they have no chance to win anything. Generally speaking, I'd say it's because people have more free time uh, that people try to fill by playing games of all kinds, casino games included. Even I bought a few more games when I had to be <laughs> stuck at home. I don't want to be too specific, but I'd say the traffic has increased by more than 50% on our website. Wow. But the amount of new players registering and spending real money in casinos rested more or less the same. And one more thing that I can mention is a significant increase in new newsletter subscribers. We currently have about three times more subscribers per day than we had, we had before the COVID-19 period. So probably people are locked down at home and they feel like they have time to read our newsletters or that's how I would explain it. So that's, that's the major change we, we notice. Do you think that um, by any chance that your increase in new emails or new people signing up for your, your newsletter is perhaps anything to do with the fact that there's more people playing these free games and maybe they would yeah. like to know like if the, the free games they're playing are, is on a site or are on sites which they can trust and therefore they're like, you know what, it, it can't hurt to just uh, sign up to, to Casino Guru and just like keep track of the website that I'm playing on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually didn't know that we had any increase on the website. I just noticed that suddenly we had more and more uh, subscribers to our newsletter and I didn't know what was the reason. So I was thinking and I thought, okay, so maybe there's some magic behind or we simply have more visitors on our website for some reason. So I contacted our IT guys and I was actually told that, yes, we have much more visit visitors than we had before. But as I said, we had about 50% more, but we have three times more subscribers per day. So there must be other reasons behind. Mm. But uh, the increase in traffic is one of them. That's for sure. Well, it's good to know. And congratulations, because obviously you're doing good work. You're trying to get the message out there and you're trying to stop these Thank insidious you. tactics. And... Um... Yeah, the more people that know about you, the more people that sign up to your newsletters and stay posted on what you're doing, the better, I suppose. Yes. Uh, I mean, as I already mentioned before, our main, main goal is to keep people educated. We don't have the goal to make sure that every casino will make money, every casino manager will make a lot of money. We just want to make sure that we will always manage to choose the best casinos for different countries because... There is also a difference between if you play from, let's say, from the US or from Germany, because some casinos can be very good for players who are based in the US. At the same time, they're not as good for players from Germany. And it could be because the website is only available in English or the, the favorite payment methods aren't available for players in Germany or some game providers can be forbidden in Germany. 
So the gaming experience can be very different at the same casinos for two different players. So that's what we also try to distinguish the countries. That's, that's important for us. That's why we have our website available in about 15 different languages. And we're going to add more to make sure that anyone can come and anyone will understand what's written on our website. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck for your mission. And if people do want to stay in touch or sign up to your newsletter or keep posting on what you're doing, uh, what's the best way for them to, to do that, Daniel? I can recommend them to go to casino.guru. That's our website. Or they can simply find me on LinkedIn, Daniel, D-O-L-E-J-S-I. That's oh. my surname. Super. Thank you so much for joining me today, Daniel. Thank you for inviting me. It was fun. And one more recommendation, gamble yeah. responsibly. <laughs> Good recommendation. Well, Aaron, if we are able to get started, can you tell our listeners who you are and your background working in addiction, please? Absolutely. My name is Dr. Aaron Weiner. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and an addiction specialist. I have been working in addictions for almost a decade now. I started in veteran administration hospitals and have moved into private hospitals after that. I was the director of an addiction service line for a major hospital in the Chicago area as well for the past four years before recently going into private practice. I'm really happy to be able to speak to you today. Yeah, no, it's it's great to have you here. And I am really glad to have your knowledge uh, to discuss this topic, because for me, gambling is something which is is quite strange because it's not like a, a drug necessarily. And obviously you can imagine maybe like heroin or cocaine, you understand the the physical addictive element like but gambling is obviously an action so i'd really love to understand and get you to explain why gambling can be so addictive and what goes on in the brain when an addict engages in gambling absolutely so there are chemical addictions you're absolutely right are very well known and make a lot of sense because you're putting this uh, external agent into your body but there are certain behaviors that activate the same systems in the brain in actually very similar ways that can produce the same sort of addictive outcome. We, we call those behavioral or process addictions, and gambling is one of them. And essentially how this works is that the reward system in the brain, which consists of a number of different areas, but the, the big ones you're going to hear about are the prefrontal cortex, the amygdala, something called the nucleus accumbens, the striatum, um, these sorts of areas all work together to help your, your body feel reward, which is there to reinforce behaviors that ideally you, you should be repeating. So anytime you do something that is pleasurable, your body basically uh, activates this pathway and rewards you with a little bit of a chemical called dopamine. And we are very much wired to want dopamine uh, as much as we can have, as much of the time as we can have it. And really, uh, one of the things that separates us from animals uh, who are, are wired in roughly the same way is that they might not ever stop at all, no matter what the animal is. For us, we have these higher order functions where we can exert control over ourselves. But with addiction, part of what happens is those areas of the brain that we use to control our behaviors also start to get less active. They start to roll back a bit. And so the more you engage in these sort of addictive behaviors, be them chemical or behavioral, the more your brain starts to sink into the state where it's harder to stop even when you want to. We talked already about the structures that are involved in 
uh, gambling addiction. But specifically what those things do, we found through research that your, your brain then starts having diminished reward sensitivity. So when you experience a win, it doesn't light up nearly as much. You don't get as much pleasure from it as you would if you weren't having a pathological gambling problem. However, almost conversely, we find also that anticipation for the reward is up. So you get really excited at the idea of being rewarded, but then your brain doesn't actually register it as strongly as someone else would. We see reduced ability to delay rewards, so a harder time in, in waiting, a reduced ability to learn from negative consequences like losts, uh, losses, and a poor ability to control impulses. Impulse control is a huge aspect of addiction and certainly with gambling addiction as well. Um, lastly, it's worth mentioning, because this is particularly prevalent with electronic gambling machines, is that people who have gambling disorders have a stronger uh, cognitive reaction to near wins or a loss disguised as a win. So if they feel like they came like with a digital slot machine so close to getting a payout, their reaction to that is even stronger than someone who doesn't have this problem. And the loss is disguised as a win is when you get a payout, but the payout actually isn't even as much as you paid to, to play. And so technically it's still a loss, even though it seems like you won something. We find that neurocognitively people's brains are reacting differently to those if they already have a gambling problem. So these elements are all just other parts that can lock it into place. I've actually seen the, the anticipation that you mentioned prior to this episode or recording this episode, I watched a documentary on gambling addiction and I saw uh, a patient go into, uh, I think it was an fMRI scanner. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And, um, they as they went in there was like a screen in front of them it was assessing their brain uh while they were playing an online gambling game and as they went into the machine they just saw the screen and they hadn't even started and they were like oh i'm already getting excited like i can already feel my my <laughs> yeah. heart racing so i i can definitely see that's very evident in their behavior so aaron if people want to keep up to date with what you're doing and follow you do you have social media or website you can point them to Oh, absolutely. So my website's winerphd.com, and you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm constantly pushing out new journal articles, new uh, news reports that relate to topics around addiction and uh, also behavioral and mental health. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Aaron. It's my pleasure. Once again, thank you to our sponsor, Publicize. Visit their website if you want to find out more about their PR for growth packages, their free resources, or even schedule a call. And for a limited time only, exclusive to Brains Bite Back listeners, you can receive an SEO assessment as part of your package for any tier of service at no extra charge with this special promotion. To find out more, visit publicize.co slash BBB. And there you have it, folks. That's your episode of Brains Bite Back for you. If you like this and you want to hear more, then you can always go to our website at sociable.co and you can also find many, many articles on topics just like this. Alternatively, you can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher. Anywhere you find podcasts, we will be there. Trust me. And you can also tell us what you think about this episode and let us know what you want us to cover in the future. You can tweet at us at, at The Sociable. Thanks for listening. Take care now. <laughs>